Welcome to The King's Table, a podcast out of King's Hill Church in Boston where we seek to elevate the Bible over opinion, answering the questions you have. I'm your host, Jonathan Mosley. Today we have special guests with us. The King's Hill staff, Jacob and Kevin, our pastoral associates, and Soraya, our communications team leader. And today we're talking about the rich imagery that the Bible gives for the local church. And today's discussion is the church as an embassy. Enjoy. So I remember before going overseas uh, a few years back, we took a trip to Washington, D.C. We obviously have many of our government buildings and monuments there. There's the White House, the Capitol, the Supreme Court. If you wander into the streets that are just surrounding these buildings, you find embassies from many countries around the world. An embassy is simply a representation of one nation inside another nation. So as I walk the streets, I see the different country flags, which are indicating to me that they are there as a representation of that country right here inside my own country. Embassies serve a couple of different purposes, and I think that these are where we can draw many of our lessons for this image of the church. In one sense, it's there to serve the citizens of the country it represents that are living in that nation. For example, if you're visiting a different country and you lose your passport, you lose your passport, you would go to the embassy to get a new one. They would affirm that you are a citizen of their country and they would issue you a new passport. In another sense, the embassy represents and declares the interest of its kingdom to its host nation. And so in order to understand the church as an embassy, we have to understand what kingdom the church is representing. In Matthew 3, John the Baptist is preparing the way for Jesus, and he tells the people, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And during his earthly ministry, Jesus routinely tells more about the kingdom of God. When Jesus was on trial before Pilate, Jesus affirmed that his kingdom is not of this world. What we learn is that Jesus was inaugurating God's kingdom, and he declares that he reigns over that kingdom as king. The Apostle Paul exhorts the church at Philippi to then live as citizens of heaven. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, he calls us ambassadors for Christ. Hebrews 11.13-16 speaks of those who live by faith as living as strangers and exiles on earth, that they were seeking a homeland and that they desired a better country, a heavenly one. And so what we're seeing is that for Christians, our greatest citizenship is in heaven. It's where our greatest allegiance lies. Until such time as we are in heaven face to face with our king, we live as citizens of that nation living among our current nation. Jonathan Lehman uh, describes this image of the church this way. He says, a local church is a real-life embassy. It's set in the present that represents Christ's future kingdom and his coming universal church. So this is the question I want us to answer today is, why is understanding the church as an embassy so important? So, Jacob, why don't you get us started? So, as the church, we should be collectively reminding each other that we are citizens in a foreign land. We do this by using kingdom language and pointing to our king. Jesus claims all authority um, on heaven before his ascension. Um, right before he gives the Great Commission, he announces, like, this is, this is his authority, um, and we are to follow it as he is our king. This means as a church, we are to encourage one another to take action to advance God's kingdom and, of God first and foremost. So claiming citizenship to the kingdom of God is not just a call to escapism, where we seek to, like, we'll one day be in heaven. But as Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Paul says in Romans 12 to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, He goes on to say to use discernment on what is the will of God. So to see the kingdom of God here on earth is to use that discernment to see the kingdom of God at hand here. Yeah, that's great, Jacob. You know, Kevin, as you mentioned, it's so important for us to understand that the church is an embassy. And I think also 
not only are we to remind each other every single day that we're citizens of this heavenly country, but I think the church as an embassy, this language speaks to the importance of church membership. Because within an embassy, you have ambassadors. Now, the, the Bible actually doesn't say the church is an embassy, but it does say that collectively we are ambassadors for Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 5.20, which means we are authorized agents of Christ's kingdom to speak on behalf of our king to the world. But how exactly does this authorizing work? Well, it comes through membership. Now, churches may have different paths of membership, but membership is what is what makes a healthy church. It's what allows a church to say, this person truly represents Jesus. They're a citizen of the kingdom. Kevin, you mentioned Jonathan Lehman earlier, but in his book, Church Membership, which we use at Kings Hill, it, he describes membership as a stamp to a passport. The local church affirms someone else's status. You might, you might say, well, wait, wait a second, wait a second. You're telling me, that the church has this kind of authority to declare someone as a citizen of the kingdom, to declare someone a Christian? Well, actually, we have a case study of this in 1 Corinthians 5 because sexual immorality is happening within the church. A son is sleeping with his father's wife. And Paul says that this person should be removed from fellowship. His actions are not consistent with what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom. His actions are not consistent with his sexual ethics laid out in scripture, and there's no repentance of this son that we see in this letter. And so what you see is church discipline. And at the end of the, of the chapter, Paul writes, and get this, this might sound very offensive to our Western ears, but he says, now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he is truly sexually immoral or greedy or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not, not even to eat with such a one. So that's what he says, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13. He says, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? It's not, is it not those inside the church whom we are to judge? Now, get that. Paul, Paul actually uses the word judge. The church is to judge those inside the church. What's the point? What's the point? Well, we're to look at other people's lives, and we're to examine their lives and see what kind of fruit they are to bear. And we judge. We judge whether or not that their fruit, if it's consistent with their profession of faith. And in this case of the son in 1 Corinthians 5, the church could not affirm that the son was a true representative of Jesus and God's kingdom. So Paul says, remove him from fellowship. In other words, the church could not give that son a stamp on his passport. The son could not honestly speak on behalf of the king. And that's why affirmation is so crucial, right? Out of reverence for one another, we're to submit to each other. And one way we practice submission is that we allow ourselves to be examined and affirmed by other Christians. And that speaks to the church as an embassy. Sorry, would you want to add anything to that? I also think as we think of the church as an embassy, um, we are reminded that we live in a foreign land, that this earth is not our home forever. Um, and when we truly believe this, as we gather as a church, it feels like coming home after a long week away. Um, the church has reminders of our heavenly home, that we get to gather together, we get to affirm each other, um, and worship the Lord, sing his praises together. Um, and that gives us um, this anticipation for our next life, where we get to truly come home and rest, 
knowing that we are with our Lord and Savior and in the presence of our family. Yeah, I, I like how that's, it's reminding us that we have another home. And so it's, it's, it's um, it, it, even like when we go um, to like, you know, if you're from China, you go into Chinatown or something, you, you see some of these, you go to the embassy, you see signs of home, that reminds it. But then I think conversely, the other thing we can learn is this missional nature of the embassy, um, the missional nature of the church, that, that we're still in that foreign land. And so everywhere I look, either in culture, the news, even the conversations with many people in, in the city, they'll promote a worldview, one that is regularly against God's will and design. And if I listen to them, then I'll start to look like the world that's around me. I'll start to look like that nation that I'm in. But as a Christian, my citizenship is, first of all, in heaven. And so I am to look like Christ and not look like the world. And this isn't only to be true in my own life, but I and other Christians are to be making the kingdom of God known to those that are around me. Uh, I think, Jonathan, you mentioned uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 speaks that we are ambassadors for Christ. Um, says that God is making his appeal through us um, and that we are to implore others to be reconciled to God. And so we aren't just visiting this foreign land. No, instead, we're ambassadors to it. And so the church then is this outpost in a foreign land where the will of King Jesus is made known to the nation that is all the way around us. So I, one of my favorite verses is Romans 10, 14. Um, but if I read beginning in verse 13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But then he goes on and says, But then how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him, who, um, in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? So God's word is telling us that people will be saved and when they call on God to act, but they can't call on him unless someone shares with them. And the church is to be this reminder to be ambassadors for Christ in this foreign land. Um, you may remember the song, uh, God of the City. It was actually written by a, a band named Blue Tree, but it's really made uh, popular by Chris Tomlin about 10 years ago. But the chorus says, greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in the city. And so until we are back home in our kingdom, this idea as the church, as an embassy, reminds me that there is still work to be done here. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion around the church as an embassy. If you are a believer listening in, remember this. You are an ambassador. Live out the king's decree. Speak the king's message. Glad you could join us at the king's table. If you'd like more information or resources from Kings Hill Church, you can visit us online at www.kingshillboston.com.